What's up, y'all, and welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here. Happy Monday. If this is your first time here, welcome. You are dropping in at a great time. If you have been here since the beginning, well, you probably noticed some things look a little bit different around here, and I am so excited to tell you guys all about the rebrand and everything new that is coming. It is gonna be a lot of fun. So we're gonna talk about that more later in this episode. But first, we're going to get into some old-fashioned rants and raves, and then we are going to do our trending topics of the week. Then we're going to dive into everything going on with the podcast uh, moving forward. So let's get into it right away. All right, you guys. So as I record this podcast, I am getting ready to spend some time in Wisconsin with my family. You guys know that I live in Kansas City with my husband, our two dogs, and my cat. We love it here. We love Kansas City. It is our adopted home, but I am from Wisconsin. My husband is from Nebraska, and I'm really, really close to my family, but I haven't gotten to see them in a while. I've just been busy with everything going on with the season. I worked a lot this summer, and I really haven't been back to see them since July. So I'm going back here in about a day to spend like a week and a half, two weeks with them in Wisconsin, and I am so excited. I'm using it as a quasi-vacation. I have not vacationed in a long time. The COVID of it all and just the busyness of work, which is totally fine. But I'm using this trip back up there to relax, spend some time with my family, see some of my best friends from back home who I haven't seen in a while. And I'm really excited about it. Now, I'm telling you all this to hopefully you can keep me accountable, but <laughs> I have a tendency to go back home and fill my plate with a lot of things while I'm there. Like I want to see everybody. I want to help my mom in the yard. My parents have a ton of land and then they just have like a big yard. She's got all these flower beds. And, and she's got a raspberry patch and all these other things going on. And <laughs> she just always has stuff to do. And some of the times I see her outside in the yard doing things and she's like 66. And I'm some of the times I see her doing stuff and I'm like, mom, what are you doing? Like, you like you shouldn't be doing that at your age. Like, slow down. <laughs> and then I jump in and try and help her and try and do these things. And she, of course, is like, no, no, I'm fine. You know, she wants to do everything herself, like, which is totally I, I can see where I get it from that's totally me too but I want to help her while I'm there you know I very much have this complex of like while I'm there I want to do all the things I want to see all the people I want to help as much as I can and I feel like I have to make up for like lost time that I haven't been there and I'm really trying not to do that as much uh you know that's really just something I put on myself it's not like anyone is expecting a ton from me I just want to please and please and please and I was reflecting on this the other day about why I do this every time and why I can't just go there and relax a little bit and, and have a more like relaxed approach to being back. And I kind of came to the conclusion that I have like a mixture of guilt for being so far away from my family. And, you know, if you're close to your family, you can probably relate to this a lot. And I figured if I'm feeling this, then some of y'all might be feeling this too. But I am very, very close with my family, especially my parents. My parents are my best friends. I'm very close with my dad and my mom. I'm just really close with them. I'm close with my siblings too, but we all live in different parts of the country. My sister lives in a different part in the world. She lives in Africa. Um, so I'm close with them too, but mostly, you know, I, I miss my parents. I miss being away from them. And, you know, there's some guilt associated with living so far away from them. You know, we're eight hours from them. And I remember when, you know, we moved to Kansas City and I've lived all over the country, of course, but I've always like come back to Wisconsin. We've lived somewhere because of my husband's baseball career. We've lived somewhere and then we come back to Wisconsin and then we live somewhere and then we come back to Wisconsin and then we live somewhere. But when we made this move to Kansas City, it was kind of like, well, I think that we're moving for good. Like, 
we could really see Kansas City as a place that we could put down some roots and, and live for a while. Like there's no there was no plan to go back to Kansas or to Wisconsin. That was the first time we had kind of done that. And there was no plan in place to go back to Wisconsin. And it was scary. And some of it, like I said, was I had some guilt around that too of being so far away from my family. And it's hard, I think, when, you know, you get to this point in your life when you love your family, you want to be around them as much as you can. But at the same point in time, you realize what you want to do, your goals, your dreams, your aspirations, what makes you happy, like involves being somewhere far away from them in in a sense. You know, the goals and dreams that I have and the goals and dreams that my husband has as well, like can't happen or flourish in my little 800 person hometown (laughs) as much as I really enjoy certain aspects of it and appreciate certain aspects of it. I don't think my life and my dreams are going to unfold there. I know for a fact they're not going to. And it can be hard to reckon with that and reason with that and not carry around the guilt that, uh, you know, my parents aren't getting any younger and I want to be able to be around them and enjoy them as people. For so long, I enjoyed them as mom and dad. You know, I always had a great relationship with them as mom and dad. But now that I'm adult, you know, I enjoy them more just as people and I respect them as people outside of being my parents. And anytime I get to spend with them is so great. But as I said, I just am realizing that I have a little bit of guilt about being so far away from them and how I manage and reckon with that. And, you know, I'm wondering if any of you guys are feeling like this, too. I would love for you to slide in my DMs and, and tell me about it and how you deal with it, because I've heard from other people they have that, too. And we Casey and I don't have children yet, but I think it goes to another level even when you do have children. You know, you want your children to be around their their grandparents. And I grew up with both of my grandmas just, you know, a mile or two up the road. And I loved having my grandparents close by. I'd go to grandma's after school and it was such a wonderful thing for me. So I think when you have kids, it goes to a whole nother level of wanting their grandparents to be in their lives and the guilt associated with when when they can't be right next door. So some of that is going on right now with my trip back to Wisconsin. I don't mean to get super heavy on you guys right away, but that was just something that was really, I felt like at the front of my mind uh, in going back to Wisconsin. And I really want to use this trip as a time to relax. Like I said, it's going to be like my quasi vacation, which I'm so excited for. I want to be out. Um, on the farm. I want to go see all the little cowsies. Um, I want to see all the kitties. I want to pet all the animals and just be in the woods and like in fresh air and like no noise. And I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited to do like nothing and to binge a bunch of shows and, you know, do a little bit of stuff on my computer. I've got some stuff I got to do on my computer, but it's all really casual stuff. Like there's no projects I need to go back to work on. I need to have coffee and lunch and get together with a couple of friends that I'm really excited to see. But other than that, you guys, like I just want to chill and enjoy the time back home. So I'm leaving this with you guys in hopes that you will hold me accountable. And I'm going to come back and report uh, about how it went when I get back to Kansas City from this visit. But I'm really looking forward to it. If you also suffer from some guilt being away from your family, you know, when you're chasing your dreams and doing the big things, I am right there with you. It is totally normal and natural. And I guarantee that your family is not feeling like pressure or guilting you into being closer. My family certainly doesn't. It's definitely something I just do to myself. So if you're in that same boat, it's probably something similar where it's just the pressure you're putting on yourself. So cut yourself some slack. We're all just doing the best that we can and make the most of that time with your loved ones when you can.
I don't really have a ton of content updates in terms of TV shows. I am really like wrapping up the shows that I have been watching. I haven't started anything new, but I will say I have my eye on a couple of things. There's a show going around on Hulu called Dope Sick that I really want to check out. Um, I read a book a couple of years ago called American Pain that is about the opioid crisis, and it was so fascinating to me. And this show, Dope Sick, is, seems really, really similar. So I think I will be fascinated with that and enjoy that. So that is on my radar. There's a couple of other things that are on my radar, but I have not started them yet. I think once I come back from Wisconsin, I'm going to have a lot of recommendations for you guys, because like I said, I'm, I'm really planning to chill. I want to binge some TV. I want to lay around. I want to sleep in. So those are the types of things I'm going to be doing. I've been reading a lot. You guys know I'm always reading a lot. There's nothing that I really, uh, you know, have enjoyed enough that I want to tell you about it. But, you know, it's all it's all been decent enough. You know, passes the time just fine. So I don't have a ton of content updates for you guys, but stay tuned because I do think next week I'm going to come in real hot with some really good content TV movie updates. Let's get right into our trending topics of the week. There were some good ones, and I'm excited to start the conversation about some of these, and I would love to hear you guys' opinion. As always, if you have a hot take about any of the trending topics, respond to us on Instagram, and I would love to have a combo back and forth. I love the conversations. Let's get it going. But first, let's step into story number one. John Gruden resigns as Las Vegas Raiders head coach after reports of problematic emails surface. This has probably been the biggest news story, you know, around the week. We had, uh, you know, football coaches behaving badly, NFL coaches behaving badly last week with Urban Meyer, and it continues. It was almost like John Gruden was like, hey, Urban Meyer, like, hold my beer. Watch me totally blow up and make everyone forget about what you did a week ago. So, Let's get into the story. The resignation of John Gruden came shortly after the New York Times reported that Gruden used misogynistic and anti-gay language in numerous emails during a seven-year period. That report came days after 10-year-old emails from Gruden's service that included racist comments about the NFL Players Association executive director, DeMaurice Smith, as well as vulgar criticisms of NFL commissioner Roger Goodell. Gruden put out a statement saying, quote, I love the Raiders and do not want to be a distraction. Thank you to all the players, coaches, staff and fans of Raider Nation. I am sorry. I never meant to hurt anyone. All right. So like I said, this story has been everywhere. I'm sure you have heard about it. It has been all over the news. It's really unfortunate. I I don't have too much to say other than it's unfortunate. And you just never know what people are like behind closed doors, especially people who are about faced, uh, you know, and what they do. Gruden, you know, was a head coach in the NFL for a long time. And then he, he was fired. And then he took a job with like ESPN or something as an analyst or Fox or something. I'm not sure as an analyst. And for a long time, he was like an analyst. And then he got hired back when the Raiders moved to Las Vegas, when they moved from Oakland to Las Vegas, he got hired back as a head coach, you know, as their head coach. And they've really been building this team back up. They've been getting better and better every year. Derek Carr is is doing great as a leader for them. And They've been getting better and better, like they've been doing a good job. But this is just such a stain on the organization and so unfortunate. Like I said, you just you never know. And I know these emails were quote, quote unquote, a long time ago, 10 years ago. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's considered a long time ago, but it's still like either way, it's unfortunate. What he said, no matter how long ago it was, like is so inappropriate and so not okay in so many ways. So 
it, even the the while ago, you know, it was a while ago, that argument is just not good enough in this situation. It's you just ugh, it's just so nasty and gross to see this. It's unfortunate. He's this is going to be such a stain on his career. And I don't think he's going to work ever again, honestly. Or if he does, it's going to be a long, long time. He's still like a decently young guy. But like, no, and he's not going to get an analyst job. Like he he's a PR nightmare for any other coaching. Like he's going to have major, major consequences because of this, as he should. Like the stuff he was saying in these emails, I did not write it down and I am not going to read it because I don't want to I don't want it to spew from my mouth. Like even if I'm reading like his quotes, like I don't want to spew what he was saying from my mouth. It's just not appropriate, not okay. And you just never know what people are thinking or what they're like behind closed doors. And unfortunately, this is like another reminder of that, that you just never know. Moving on to story number two, Jamie Lynn Spears promises to, quote, share my truth the proper way in her new memoir. On Monday, October 11th, Britney's younger sister, Jamie Lynn Spears, took to Instagram to share new details about her upcoming memoir, Things I Should Have Said, which is scheduled to be published in January of 2022. The former child star explained that her memoir will touch on several personal subjects, including her 13-year-old daughter, Maddie, and her near-fatal ATV accident in 2017. Although Jamie Lynn didn't make any mention of her sister on Instagram, her memoir will discuss, quote, her role as Britney's kid's sister, end quote, according to the book description on the site of her publisher. As Jamie put it, quote, I feel a strong conviction to share my story, but there's always a lot of personal work and healing that has to happen before I can share my truth in the proper way, end quote. So this is interesting. Of course, the Free Britney movement is gaining steam when she got her dad removed as our conservator last week. Amazing progress for the Free Britney movement. But this just continues to prove that her family wants to grab and grab and grab at any money that they can get from Britney in her life. It's just further proof that they are milking her for her fame and everything she is worth. It is also important to note that this book was originally titled I Must Confess, Family, Fame, and Figuring It Out. That was originally going to be the title of this book, which, if you look closely, is a reference from a lyric from Britney's debut single, Baby One More Time, I Must Confess. You know, that's a lyric from that song. So it's just further proof of her and her family continuing to try and capitalize and just literally suck every ounce of money from this woman. It is infuriating. And I know Jamie Lynn has had you know, success in her own realm. You know, she was on, I think, Zoe 101 or whatever that show was. But there's so much here. I mean, it's just so obvious that a lot of what she has, almost everything of what she has is because of her sister. And I just feel like her family has continued to exploit Britney and her, you know, trials and tribulations. And like I said, just really let's squeeze every ounce of money we can out of this situation. This is further proof of this. Ugh, it's just, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And part of me wants to read this because I love celebrity memoirs, but the other part of me like would feel icky. Like it would feel gross even just touching this book because I'm so against how much her family has used her, you know, throughout this entire process. So I have mixed reviews, mixed feelings. We'll see. It doesn't come out till January. Maybe I'll change my mind by then, but ugh, just ugh, ugh, this poor woman, just her family just will not let it go. Story number three, Jonah Hill tells people not to comment on his body, good or bad. The actor is known for sharing fun and lighthearted content on social media. However, he switched things up on Wednesday, October 13th to remind his fans that words have power. 
More specifically, the 37-year-old star took to Instagram to ask if people could stop pointing out his appearance, no matter if their intention is to be positive. Quote, I know you mean well, but I kindly ask that you do not comment on my body, good or bad. I want to politely let you know it's not helpful and doesn't feel good. Much respect, end quote. So Jonah Hill in recent months has been very outspoken about his body struggles. Uh, Growing up in the spotlight, he actually had an Instagram post back in February when he kind of explained everything he has gone through with his body and being in the press and all these other things. I'll read that quote and what he wrote back in February. Quote, I don't think I ever took my shirt off in a pool until I was in my mid 30s, even in front of family and friends. Probably would have happened sooner if my childhood insecurities weren't exacerbated by years of public mockery about my body by press and interviewers. So the idea that the media tries to play me by stalking me while surfing and printing photos like this and it can't phase me anymore is dope. I'm 37 and I finally love and accept myself, end quote. So Jonah Hill grew up, you know, kind of in the spotlight. And when I first, you know, remember seeing him in Superbad, he was like the chubby funny kid. And then he got some other more serious roles and he lost a lot of weight and he looked different, but he also aged like he grew up in front of us. And I think it's it's really great that he's speaking candidly about this. I feel two ways about this story. On one hand, I really respect him for coming forward and being open and honest. Like as a man, I have body insecurities and they've really shaped me and affected me. So on one hand, I really respect him for that. On the other hand, I'm like, women go through this 10 times as bad and in such a more harsh way. <laughs> so like the feminist in me is like, this is this is nothing compared to what women go through. And women have been saying for years and years and years and years, like, leave my body alone. Stop guessing when XYZ actress is pregnant. Stop like XYZ and this or making comments about being uh, unwell because they put on weight or unwell because they lost weight. Like women have been saying this for years and it has done very little to move the needle. So I have two like really varying thoughts on this on one hand, like I said, super happy for him and proud of his vulnerability for sharing that men go through this too. But on the other hand, it just proves like the double standard our society has and the fact that like a man says this and it, the headline was everywhere. I mean, this this headline was all over and, and women have been saying this for years and it doesn't make a headline. Like it's just, it's nothing. Like it's just another you know, buried in the story type of thing. So I don't know. It proves how far we have yet to go with viewing people's bodies, but then also how we view men and women's bodies and how we hold them to different standards. So just food for thought on that one, as far as I'm concerned, I would love to hear your guys' opinions, especially on that one. But on any of these stories that I covered here today, it's always fun for me to get the conversation going with you guys. Make sure you find us on Instagram, slide in our DMs or respond to any of the posts that we make there and we can get the conversation going even more. Our last, not really story, but more kind of announcement that was a big deal this week is that Adele finally dropped new music almost six years after the release of her last studio album, 25. The British singer-songwriter dropped a new song, Easy On Me, along with an accompanying music video. It is the first single from her upcoming album, 30, which drops November 19th. I definitely listened to the song right away. It definitely had uh, Adele vibes and like the hello, like those vibes of it. Like it was very, uh, you know, moody, but beautiful beautiful and dramatic and, you know, just classic Adele. She is definitely a huge talent. And I'm looking forward to listening to that album when it drops. I'm also looking forward to Red Taylor's version, which is going to be coming out soon as well. So good music coming up all around. 
All right, y'all, let's get into the guts of this episode. We are talking today all about the relaunch, the rebrand of the show. I'm sure you've noticed by now that the name has changed. It has gone from Candidly Speaking to Candid with Carrie Gillespie. I am just so excited. You know, I didn't have to change the name, but it felt like a new start and it felt like a more refined version of the old show, making it simple and concise and just candid. Like I just, I loved that. Uh, you know, like I said, I didn't have to do that. I knew I was going to rebrand, get some new, you know, a new bio, get some new cover art, things like that. But when I thought about closing that chapter and opening up a new one, I'm like, this new name is just so concise. It so embodies what this show is going to be moving forward and what it just embodies me too. So it's just, I mean, my show embodies me perfect. Like I loved it so much and I'm so excited for it all to move forward. As you guys have probably noticed in these last couple episodes, the outline of the show is changed a little bit. I used to do a separate pop culture show on Friday, and then my interview episodes were separate as well. It's now all one show. The pop culture sh- you know, part of it is now the trending topics part of the show, and it's just a little more abbreviated. I try and do it all in about 10 minutes or so. I still love bringing you guys that news. I had so many people that would tell me, you know, I don't keep up on pop culture per se a ton, but I listen to that part, that show, you know, your Friday show, because it gives me exactly what I need. Like, and I feel like I'm in the know on the basic stuff of it. I don't need to get to the nitty gritty of every little thing in the pop culture world, but I know the basics because I listened to that show and I I loved that feedback and I wanted to keep that. And I really am, you know, a pop culture connoisseur a pop culture expert. And so I love being able to share that part with you guys and keep that in the show. Of course, I'm going to have a segment in the beginning of the show called Rants and Raves, where I talk about what I'm watching, different things going on in my life, little rants of of things I stumble upon in my life, talking about being adult in the real world. There are so many times when I struggle with things in my head, and then I just come on the show and I talk about them in the rant section, and they make more sense to me. (laughs) Or I talk about them in the rant section, and I have someone DM me and And they say, you know, you were talking about X, Y, Z, and it made me laugh because I feel the same way. Or it made me feel seen because I struggle with the same thing or I've had the same thing happen to me. And so that part has been so fun for me to include. So moving forward, that is going to be how it goes. Rants, trending topics, and then, of course, an interview with a wonderful guest who I have that week. Every once in a while, I'll jump in and do solo episodes, maybe ask me anything episodes, maybe recap episodes, things like that. So we'll have solo episodes every now and then. But for the most part, we are going to have interviews coming your way every episode, which I am so excited about. And I have to tell you guys, these are going to be specific interview episodes because I am really, really honing in and kind of narrowing in on females in the media and journalism space. And I am so excited for it because we are going to be getting some amazing guests in the coming weeks. And I am so excited to share their stories with y'all. You guys know I've had some really awesome female journalists on in the past, and I really resonate with them and their stories. Because media is so vast. There's so many different aspects of it. And it's changing now more than ever. I mean, even since when I started this show, the media landscape has changed so much. And it's always changing. And I think there's so much you can learn from from media and from this field, whether you're writing or you're on air or you're behind the scenes, every aspect of media, there's so many different elements to it. And it also translates into so many other areas. I know so many people in this field have spent time in PR or have spent time in marketing or advertising and then gone in on to being a writer or to being on air or whatever it is. Like it just translates to so many different areas. And I don't want to toot my horn, but you got to be gritty to be in this industry. All right. Like there ain't a single female that I've met in this industry that doesn't 
a little grit. Like it's just such a trait that you need to have. And that's so translatable to every different type of career and industry and just trials and tribulations that you would encounter just in regular life outside of the workplace. So I am really going through my Rolodex of all the badass female journalists, media personalities, hosts, all of them. We are getting the best of the best on the show, and I'm so excited to bring you guys those interviews in the coming weeks. If you have not subscribed already and followed us on Instagram, we have a new Instagram handle. It's called Candid with Carrie. So make sure you follow there at Candid with Carrie and stay up to date there for all the info. It's all going to be dropping there. As I said, I am so proud of Candidly Speaking and the show I was producing before. And I'm so happy that I was able to grow with it. You know, when I started this podcast, it was just kind of on a whim. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that I wanted to share stories and I wanted to speak with people and I wanted to be able to speak with the audience and and I wanted a connection, but I didn't really know where it was going. After the time that I've been doing this show, I can confidently say I know where it's going and I know what my vision for it is. And it's big. And I'm so excited that I put some time in. I got some perspective and some coaching from some people who really know the podcast space, gave me some great advice, great feedback, connected me with some great people. And the sky is the limit at this point. And I'm so excited to move forward with it. And like I said, sometimes you just need to step back, put some time in and really ask yourself the tough questions or just ask yourself what the goal is, what the vision is. Like if there were no constraints on time or money or pressure or energy or ego, what would this be? What would this be? What is my ideal vision for this? How do I see it serving me and my audience the best way possible? And when I took the time to really answer those questions, the, uh, you know, the answers became clear and my roadmap to doing it became clear as well. And I am excited to roll it out and to bring it to you guys. I'm excited that you're along for it. If you are new to the show, you jumped in at the great time. If you are an OG, dang, thanks for being here because the first, you know, couple episodes, if you went all the way back to the beginning, like they weren't good. You know, everyone's got to be shitty at something for a little bit. And dang, it was touch and go at the beginning. (laughs) But here we are a couple years into it and we are ready for the next chapter. The best thing you can do to help the show right now, honestly, I say this every week, every episode I say this, but if you have made it this far, the best thing that you can do to help the show is to go to Apple Podcasts right now and leave us a five-star rating and write a review. I swear to God, I read every single one. They mean the literal world to me. And it's it's truly the best thing you can do for this podcast, but any podcast you listen to, reviews are a type of currency for podcasts, okay? I'm just being honest. Like, listens, but also reviews are a currency. So you leaving a review for your favorite podcaster, for this show, for any show, is truly, you know, putting us with our best foot forward. It's giving us the feedback we need. It's getting us in front of more people. There's an algorithm for Apple Podcasts. And when you leave a review, that algorithm turns just a little bit more in our favor. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating, five stars and write a review. It would mean the literal world to me. It would be like a virtual hug and the world needs more hugs. As I said before, we have a new Instagram candle. So if you're not following us on Instagram, go ahead and do that right now. It is at Candid with Carrie. All the good stuff is going to be there. Make sure you go follow and stay tuned because just so much big stuff is coming. I'm so excited to have you along for the ride. Share this out, this podcast, this episode, any of our other episodes with a friend who you think might enjoy it. Again, that's one of the best things you can do for us and it would mean the world to me. All right, y'all. I know this one was quick and different, but hang tight. Next week, the good stuff is coming. I cannot wait to have you along for the ride. Thank you so much for being here. In the meantime, make good choices and be kind to others. Bye, guys.